there is a web page a, uh, that I often refer to, studyfinds.org. And it's research in a nutshell, it says, under the main header. And the topics they have here are the best of the best, family, health, science, society, politics, business, and more. And their lists are always uh, well-researched and um, just, you know, food for thought. And they're usually accurate, I guess, unless you want to be a contrarian and just argue the point. Happiest jobs of 2023, the top five careers that are most satisfying. That's the operative word, satisfying. So let's see. When we're young, we often grow up to dream of who we wanted to be. As we get older, those dreams start to shift. Reality sets in and you realize that life is a pointless exercise. Why bother? That's not what it says. Uh, a variety <laughs> of factors can influence your career, such as what chances you have, your interests change, your skill sets change, or life events like having kids can make you change your entire plan. People that find any kind of meaning in their work tend to be happier as their passion and drive for what they do keeps them motivated. The happiest jobs for each person will vary according to their individual strengths or strengths and unique personality. Okay, that makes sense. It isn't uncommon to switch jobs or careers. I wouldn't know a thing about that because I've done only this since I was 14 years old. <laughs> uh, I, but I did take a break um, in Los Angeles to work in the music industry in a much different way. And it was the worst time of my life. Although it, <laughs> yeah. although it, although it, it was fun for a while to just to be in the middle of that mix of L.A. and music people and bands and artists. But in summary, I think it's it's impossible to live in that part of the country. I, it it sucked. So I got back into radio because I knew how that worked, um, kind of. But it was it's always unpredictable. Uh, so young people these days have had a ton of jobs and they change jobs. People in their 50s have, over the course of their entire career, uh, worked a ton of jobs. The survey shows that people 25 to 34 have worked an average of six different jobs so far in their careers. Does that sound about right? I guess six. so. Yeah. The idea that you have to stick to one career path is outdated so if you choose a new field to dive in you won't be alone um, many employees in America six and ten want to leave their current jobs right now in 2023 only two in ten describe themselves as passionate about their work and you can tell it when you uh, encounter them um, in a grocery store or any kind of a you know, service industry, if they're happy or if they're un, they just don't want to work, and you can tell it. The happiest jobs people tend to report a higher level of being happy at are as follows. Number one, a physical therapist. Now, I can see that being appropriate because of, well, you're helping people every day. Yeah. Uh, people that have had accidents or lost limbs or had strokes, or have been sick, 
and they have to get back to using their body. And so you're providing them with this incredible service. They are experts in movement and the human body that help rehab people uh, from things that I just said. They, uh, they take care of uh, prescribing treatment and educating the patients on what they must do to get back to where they want to be. And one of the best parts of being a PT, arguably, is you need to help others improve their health and resume their daily activities. In the pay scale survey, 9 in 10 of these therapists, whether their job held high meaning, over uh, the entire uh, bunch, uh, uh, 4 in 5 of them surveyed, reported high professional satisfaction. And I, that would make sense to me because they're really helping people improve their lives. And they yeah, can see the impact of their work. Oh yeah, with patients, and that's gratifying. Very. The ones I've so known who are physical sense. therapists love it. Yeah. Yep. So uh, it's a challenge, but it, but but the payoff is seeing somebody walk again, and that's mm -hmm. that's really good. The average pay for that gig about ninety grand. You must have a doctorate and a state license in the field. I was going to say they they got to study hard and they work for that money. No kidding. Yeah. Number two, I thought was a little bit surprising, uh, but maybe not when you look at the breakdown of why these people are gratified. I have a, a, a few friends who have been uh, firefighters their entire lives, and they're happy. They all have uh, other jobs because firefighters usually work about three days a week um, and the schedules change. So they have that job and then they have, you know, side gigs. Uh, I think that it also, being a firefighter, just the, the amount of trauma and stress depends upon where you're a firefighter. If you're one in Chicago or Memphis, it's busier and more intense than if it's in South Haven. It's just a different level of things going, you know, walking all the time. Firefighters are trained rescuers and medics, and they respond uh, to any kind of, you know, bad scene. When I know that in South Haven, if they call for an ambulance, a fire truck goes along with it every time. Uh, they fight fires. They're, they're also in charge of uh, responding to medical emergencies, uh, hazard situations, rescue missions, and fire alarms. I've been in the fire stations down here when calls come in, and it's a trip to watch how they react. I Because uh, sometimes... They know that it is some punk who has pulled an alarm someplace, but they can't be sure. And they roll up on something that may be uh, entirely innocent. In some cases, it's something bad. Uh, the job is pretty dangerous, or it, it can be. I've heard some harrowing stories, mainly involving car accidents uh, and the things that, 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 that they see uh, can be very troubling. You got to be in really good shape to do this, going up a ladder into a house backward. That's one of the things that is part of their ongoing training. Uh, no degrees are really required, uh, but uh, it's a challenge in many, many ways. It pays pretty well. Um, well, that's a lie. I just The average pay is about 49000 bucks a year. No way. It requires Only? a GED. Yeah. Uh, now, if you're there for a, a long time, I got friends who've been doing this 
since they were in their 20s. And they're now in their late 50s or beyond. And so the job gets a little bit harder as you get older and are called upon to do these you know, physical things. But they stay in shape and because they have to. Sometimes uh, in the gyms around here are, I guess, anywhere, you'll see a, a firefighter on a treadmill. And they're wearing their uh, turnouts. They're wearing um, oxygen tanks on their back wearing all their gear, walking on a treadmill. That's how they train. And that stuff is so heavy. Oh, yeah. I think I'll have to pass. I've put, you know, it on, I've put some on before. Yeah, it's me so too. Heavy. And there, it's really heavy, and I think I'll keep doing this because it's, uh, it's a challenging gig, and they are to be thanked for all that yes. they do. This one surprised me. Considering the state of education in this country, and the proposed cuts to education, which just pisses me off to no end, and it should you too. Uh, there's a certain party that doesn't have it. They, they don't see the value in education and the arts and things like that. Uh, they're more concerned about you know, you know buying some more tanks. Uh, there's a there's a long talk to be had about that. This probably isn't the place, but it uh, it just happens all the time. They want to cut education they they've already done that and there are two jobs on this top five that make me wonder hmm number three most uh the happiest folks after they get home from work teachers do you find that odd considering the day and time we live in i suppose yeah uh I guess if you're a teacher and you're in a good situation, it's really, really satisfying to be able to actually teach and see the impact that you're having mm -hmm. on yeah. on the kids. But if you're a teacher in a bad situation, I imagine you're just ready for the whiskey and a pistol every day. Yeah. Well, if not, <laughs> ask the kids for one because they're all armed too. Oh, God. Um, you have to have a bachelor's degree and complete training in order to earn your teaching creds. The level of education required may also vary according to the, the level and what you plan to teach. Teachers in general report being happy with their jobs despite the current issues with funding for education and classroom conditions. The profession continues to attract young idealists. Ah, uh, the young idealists. You'll learn in time. Uh, although half of new teachers are done within five years. That's yeah, the part that I was, I that. Uh, I'm not surprised, although I know people that have been teaching for a long time and keep doing it, but the burnout factor has got to be extreme. When you're having to spend your own money on classroom supplies and you're worried about security and oh, the yeah. ongoing things, uh, but what is the most gratifying is how they impact the lives of others especially in the early years. It's great to see kids achieve and progress, says one person who teaches autistic kids at a place uh, in California. Kids begin with interaction skills that are sometimes limited and with no means to, 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 to really speak or, or you know have any kind of interaction with other people. And so those are the things I would think are the most most gratifying is to work with somebody that uh, has challenges autistically or otherwise and help them see the light and help them 
come out of their shells and communicate and be happier socially and personally and all that stuff. So those are the ones that are probably the most the most gratifying as opposed to some of the other bad scenes you would see in schools around here or in many parts of America. Number four is a teaching assistant. As I recall from the past decade um, around here, many of those jobs were wiped out. They couldn't afford them. Yep. And then you look at Shelby County Schools and their budget of $2 billion a year. Where's the money going? That's the one that has been discussed around here for 20 years. I remember when the annual budget was under a million dollars, and now it's $2 million. Or is it $2 billion? I don't know. It's Am I wrong about that? With a B. Is it billion? Two, well, no, the one around here isn't $2 billion. Well, yeah, it is too. Well, no, it 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 can't be. Wait a minute. There are a lot of schools. It's, but... it's going to be. It's a, over a billion dollars. Hold on. Because it on used the... to be under a million, so it can't be billions. See what you 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 find there on the on the search engine thinger. A one point nine three million dollar budget in okay twenty twenty two. Okay, not billion. That's way too much. Uh, the assistants uh, or or aides support teachers with classroom activities and other instructional things to help kids succeed academically and personally. They often help prepare lesson plans and monitor student progress. Teachers that I know lost their assistance years ago. So at least in this part of the country, that ain't happening. Um, no. But people that do that job. So are you apprenticing to be a teacher teacher? As an assistant or what? It doesn't uh, say on here. Some probably are, some aren't. Some may be happy with uh, that position and not want to move on to full teachership. Maybe it's you know a side gig for them or something like that. But I'm sure there are some who plan to go into teaching for a profession, okay. and that's a good way to get in. And I found the story. No, the, the thumbnail was wrong. The budget in 2022, according to this May 18th story from the Commercial Appeal, was $1.9 billion. How can that wow. possibly be? I know, with them struggling so much. Well, you know, you got to pay that leadership that meets every once in a while. A, a billion is a thousand more. millions, right? Uh, yeah. That seems <laughs> r- ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Where the uh, hell's yeah. the money going? Yeah. To the new, you know, black SUVs for all the top heavy executives in uh, in this cluster oh man number five of the top five most satisfying jobs quality assurance analyst what do that mean you ask yes. uh the jobs yeah. are are and this word pops up again and this bothers me the word forecasted should it just be forecast yeah yeah in the present tense this says they that these jobs are forecasted that's just wrong we're forecast yeah Yeah. that isn't a word that's past tense for extreme growth over the next few years that was what they uh, they seek to obtain Uh, these jobs often favor those with data and analyzing degrees it can also be obtained without one by getting a foot in the door at another spot in a company it may surprise people that the QA analyst is second on the list of happiest jobs in America. Quality assurance analyst. They test products and systems 
to see if they work right and meet the company's standards. So it probably isn't isn't boring. Right. No, uh, that includes fun, the testing maybe. of plans, cases, and scripts to ensure accuracy. They, they, they tend to be good problem solvers and have great attention to detail, and uh, they ensure that everything works right. So they've been rated high on the list of those that are happy at their gig. What does it say how much money they make? Is that down here someplace? No. So those are the, are the, are the top five. And I'm surprised about teachers and teacher assistants. That may be a regional thing. Because around it, here, I'm thinking that, it, that it's sketchy. And five years is usually enough. Well, yeah. And, and probably where you are and in which school. Because it's very gratifying, satisfying, and heartwarming to be able to see especially in high school, the impact you have on your students and or if you get letters back from them as they're graduating or from their parents about how much you're, you know, about your favorite teacher, how much they helped. But then on the flip side, to not be allowed to break up fights in hallways in public schools, but what are you going to do, stand there and see somebody get beaten to a bloody pulp with brass knuckles that they snuck in or be teaching and somebody you've never seen in your life come in and start wailing on some boy and you got to break up the fight and then you go to court you know, because you're the teacher in the class, I've seen both. So it's, it's, I mean, thank God for teachers who care because I couldn't do it. They care for five years and they bail. (laughs) What you just said. I've seen ones long, stay in it longer. So, so those are your five. Um, Yeah. Yeah. There likely are others that people find uh, gratifying, but uh, everything is a challenge these days. And those jobs are, Certainly on that list, but if you do them properly and you and 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 your and your payback uh, is seeing something improve and making it better, then that's why you're happy. If it's just a drudge, dredge, dreaded event every day, that's why you're miserable. So good luck and just get a new job someplace. Uh, Wes had some uh, has uh, various stories. The autocorrect mess ups are some of the funniest things. I've ever seen. Now, in print, they seem to work. Let's see how they work uh, with just uh, the spoken word. Well, what uh, what has been done with these is these are people explaining the autocorrect situations that they've had, which makes it more funnier to just listen to. This one from Mary says, autocorrect just changed my text from, I'm going to shave, save my muffin to, I'm going to shave my muffin, and now my husband is racing home towards some real disappointments. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. That, that's real nice. The other day, says uh, Ariana, I was actually trying to type the word ducking and autocorrect change it to effing. So I'm fairly sure at this point my phone is just tucking with me. <laughs> now, for some reason, mine will not take dirty words unless they're already they've already been typed in before. And believe me, on my phone, they have been. <laughs> I bet. Uh, so sometimes... You got to spell out the you know P H U C, the entire word has to be spelled mm-hmm. out because it won't do it for you, so or that's a problem. Differently. Yeah, I I, I guess you got to really hit that F hard. All right, Wes, go ahead. <laughs> this one says my autocorrect just changed daughter to disaster, and I've never been more paranoid that my smartphone could read my mind. Oh boy. <laughs> There's All a right. few more here. I texted my rather shy crush asking if he wanted to see my new boots. 
it got autocorrected to new boobs. He I unfriended me. Nice. <laughs> nice. I I'm surprised he unfriended. Okay, go ahead. Autocorrect just changed morning to morbid, and now life makes perfect sense. <laughs> yes. Agreed. And finally, this one from James says, my phone changed I'm doing well to I'm dying well, and now I'm worried autocorrect knows something about me I don't. <laughs> well, you never can tell now, can you? The the text line is operating. Some folks have sent some, some uh, text in, and uh, just put it in your phone. 901-878-9420. Mail at DrakeHallMemphis.com is uh, the email site. You can write little words to us and please spell them properly and use punctuation or they get um, 86 immediately. <laughs> um, you mentioned uh, small habits, Sid, that we do to ourselves, with ourselves every day, and they're not good for us. I'm, mm-hmm. I want to hear what this is. And some are every day and some are just some people. But number one is you're, if you're taking long naps, that is not good. It's I guess it's fine to take a 30 to 40 minute nap, it says. Well, I'll be dead soon then. But it's, <laughs> I thought of you first <laughs> when I read this, frankly. Um, it says uh, they recently analyzed over 20 prior relevant studies encompassing more than 300,000 people and found that naps lasting over an hour are linked to a 30% higher risk of all-cause death and a 34% higher chance of cardiovascular disease in comparison to people who don't nap at all. I know. Well, um, I tell you, that is an ongoing thing to read about sleep because mm -hmm. it's been um, in the past, you know, this past year, people have had great disruptions in their sleep and in their lives. Now, um, Wes doesn't nap, I don't think. You do sometimes. Mm-hmm. But ever since I began this, you know, morning routine in 2005, my life changed and I was getting up at first. I didn't pay much mind to it. I get up at like, you know, five o'clock, uh, take a shower, drive and be there in time to like you know, go right on the air. Well, you learn after a bit that you just can't do that. You got to have uh, yourself awake and be prepared to do this thing. Uh, as somebody once uh, told me back in the old days, when I did my first morning show, which was a complete and utter uh, disaster, um, you don't have time to warm up on the air. The audience doesn't want to hear you going on, but I'm sure I'm tired. So um, <laughs> that changed to 4.30. And then it changed to, as time went by and um, various issues made me get up earlier, um, I've always been very nocturnal. I can stay up all night and sleep all day because for a long time I worked either at night or in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. So that's how my body was set for a long time. Now I sleep twice a day and for you know three and a half or four hours at a time. I was out last night by 10:30, but at two o'clock I was awake, peed hour later up paid so by you know four o'clock or so your mind is already in motion as to what you got to get up and do so by five i'm usually up or five thirty if i get really really lazy but by about noon i'm exhausted so i sleep in shifts as many other people do too that are that either work you know 
as you know, nurses and doctors or firefighters or you know, cops, number of folks have strained schedules. So those of you that can get up at like eight o'clock or seven thirty and work all day and come home and then crash, that's a nice advantage to have. But not everybody can do that. And I know that I probably but there are times it's the only, you know, quiet and the only good sleep I get is the daytime. Because I know that there's nothing imminent that must be done unless I have to go somewhere or do something, which I don't want to do anyway. But um, <laughs> I just I just lay there until I can't lay there anymore. And it's time to get up and and, you know, function and then crash again about 1030. So it's different for everybody, but it probably isn't healthy. But then again, a number of things aren't healthy. <laughs> right. Another small habit that um, may not be that good for us, because a lot of us go to the gym or walk or use earbuds in different places. Make sure they're clean. If you have dirty earbuds, you could get a rash, infections, allergic reactions. So it just says make sure that your earbuds are clean. And that I don't even want to picture anything. That seems Ugh. like advice that's about you know 10 years too late. Or 20 years too late. Yeah. There was the Walkman. You had earbuds in, headphones in. Uh, that advice seems to be way behind. We wear headphones, not earbuds. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but people have these earbuds in all the time. All the time. And I and you can you know and your ears get full of wax and, and get get all you know funked up. So I don't know. That one to me seems to be um, old news. Yeah. What else? The next one is you're taking t- long showers. You don't want to stink, but apparently you're supposed to, uh, you don't want to strip your skin of essential oils. So if you're in the shower for longer than 20 minutes, it says, chances are you can cut the time down to a bit healthier, 5 to 15 minutes, and then it keeps the essential oils in your skin. If you're in there for 20 minutes, you're playing with yourself and taking (laughs) videos of it. Um, Don't lie. You don't need to be in there for that long. And there there is a theory... Uh, everywhere that has been around for some times that that we sh- that that we all probably take too many showers. If you wash off the bits that need to be washed off, um, you likely don't stink. Now, if your hair is long and needs to be cared for every day, you got to wash your hair and all that stuff. Uh, but the daily shower routine, I think, the past year especially, has gone by the wayside. In lieu of just wearing, you know, jammy pants and a shirt of some kind, <laughs> maybe. Right. Um, but the every shower day thing uh, has been um, reevaluated as not being necessary. It's bad for your skin and so on and so forth. So I don't know. And it's or up to you. and or if it's too long, turn more lights on so you can see the one the last ten hairs on your knee that you have to shave. Oh, sorry, I'm talking. Yeah, about I always have that problem too. Um, but I, but uh, but back in the day when I was up every day to drive, I showered every every morning just to wake my ass up. Mm-hmm. Now these days I do sometimes, but it's often the you know cold water on the face. You know, comb your hair back, brush your teeth, and then sit down. Mm-hmm. And then come you know Saturday night, like back in the old days, you have your one bath a week. And then go to the barn dance, and you're fine. So, whether you need it or not, uh, exactly. the The next habit is if you're following the five second rule, 
We always, there's always some point during the day or during the week that you drop a piece of food on the floor and you're like, well, if I hurry up and pick it up, you know, if it touches for three seconds, it's fine. No, it's not. (laughs) Despite the prevalence and popularity of the five-second rule, research from Rutgers University says bacteria can transfer from the floor to food instantly. Instantly. And obviously, the the longer it's down there, the worse it gets. So just I ain't buying it. Unless there are ants on it, I'm going to eat it. (laughs) Unless you just mop really well. Um, Some of these things are, I I don't know. I don't believe them. Go ahead. uh, Well, yeah. I mean, mean, even if I mop once a month, which is probably not even that often, I'll still pick it up and eat it. So the dog hasn't walked there. (laughs) Well, maybe not lately because of COVID, but whatever. I'm paranoid. Um, another one is if you're slouching, and I was just now doing it, and now I'm yeah. sitting up straight. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Slouching isn't really that big of a deal, especially if you exercise and get up from your desk every now and again, right? And then it says, well, wrong. Besides doing a number on your neck and shoulders, habitual slouching is linked to heartburn, poor digestion, incontinence, and constipation. I did not know that. Because huh. it hmm. increases abdominal pressure and puts pressure on the bladder. So it also decreases the ability of the pelvic floor muscles to hold against that pressure. So now we yeah, are all we're all concerned about our you know pelvic floor muscles a lot. Uh, oh, no. That's a, my constant concern. Um, I think that there. Um, I know that I stretch a lot um, when I you know want to like get out in the yard and work for hours and hours. That's exercise and that's stretching. But if you don't exercise or don't walk or it, you should at least stretch out your arms and your legs and stuff. That um, seems to kind of wake you up a little bit more. I saw a thing last night uh, about Tai Chi, uh, which I've always uh, oh, yeah. thought was pretty interesting. And about how, you know, Tai Chi is a meditative uh, kind of thing for your brain and for your body. It also aids in uh, weight loss and in general I guess, you know, mental health. I have friends who have done that for a long time hmm. and I don't know how to start it. There's, there's probably a YouTube, you know, place to, 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 to you know, but I, Oh yeah. I have some small weights up here. I work with them to stretch and hear things pop and all that stuff. Other than that, you know, I'm like, if you have a nice big yard and all these tools to work with, get your ass outside and do that. That's a workout. Definitely. And the ride more doesn't count as steps. I've tried that too. <laughs> it does not count. You gotta walk around and do things with heavy instruments. And that's exercise. Yeah. So so is that all of them? That is all of them. Yeah, I I don't know. I think some of that that stuff's a bunch of baloney written by some some old people or something. Well, I I do I I mean, I slouch. We, everybody slouches. You're sitting at a desk or whatever after a while. Yeah, yeah you got to stand I, up straight, man. Yeah, because then you'll see somebody at the store or somewhere, and they're, exactly. they're a little bit older, and you're like, oh, yeah. gosh, they're so hunched. I don't want to be like yeah. that. You know, you don't, don't want to Don't want to hunch over. Like just try to you know, walk straight and walk fast. That's one of the you know, advices that the, you know, always, you know, like uh, just going to like Sam's or to Kroger or to Lowe's, Walk fast. That's mm-hmm. a workout in itself. Just walk rapidly, and you know, you know, just you know, just just be up straight. Throw those shoulders back and try to you know look proud as you're walking your dumb ass through lows, trying to find something <laughs> that is impossible to find. <laughs> At it least happens your heart every will be. day. 
Your heart will be um, These are common lies that parents tell their children all the time. I don't remember that I lied to my kids much, uh, but when they ask some questions, it's really hard to figure out how to answer it without being a bold-faced liar and um, therefore, you know, putting the idea that it's okay to lie and make state, just make stuff up your whole life, which most people do. They lie forever. <laughs> yeah. Because they were ruined as children. So, <clears throat> you know, there are always things like um, after you eat, you can't get back in the pool for 30 minutes. That's, oh, yeah. that's It's not right. It's a I lie. Was, I was so mad about that always. It's a, a complete <laughs> lie. Uh, if you keep making that face, it'll stay that way. No human face can escape <laughs> the ravages of age, changing kids' visages inexorably into withered ghosts of their former selves. <laughs> what? Um, some of these are not particularly entertaining. Some of them are. So I'm going to skip to the ones that are okay. The Earth is four and a half billion years old. Only when a kid is old enough should they learn the truth about their 8,000-year-old planet-shaped spaceship. <laughs> I kind of like that one. Um, some of these are over the heads of many people. If you eat your vegetables, you'll grow up big and strong. Based upon you and your partner's goblin-like gene pool, this is brazenly <laughs> false. Goblin-like <laughs> goblin gene pool. Everyone survived Jonestown. The horror of the mass cult suicide and what it suggests about the human capacity for self-destruction is a bit much for little kids. So most parents just say everybody was asleep. Um, they don't know what Jonestown is, but anyway. I wasn't driving the boat when it crashed into the rocks that awful summer. No matter how many times you tell this lie, your kid knows exactly why you were missing that night, and why you came home covered in blood. Uh, <laughs> no habla inglés. In a pinch, uh, <laughs> sometimes it's best to just pretend that you don't speak a word of English and have no idea what your kid is saying. That's Daddy, great. buy me ice cream. No habla inglés. I, I, I am your God. Uh, frankly, this whole thing is easier if you are their, 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 their a deity and they have no choice but to, but to obey your every command. Uh, that's that one. They're treating me well here. That's what old people say to their kids. The food at this home is terrible. The bed sores are, are all getting bad, but you don't want them to worry about you. Uh, this one is doesn't make any sense. Um, no, I'll skip that one. It's not funny. You are the parent. I am the child. This one can really come in handy when bills are due. The house isn't clean. Or a neighbor comes by the house to complain about the noise. <laughs> um, beans are the only food in the world. Then why do other kids get to eat something called pizza? Um, Okay. Jim Belushi is fun for the whole family. <laughs> Kids pick up on pandering like K9 and Curly Sue a lot faster than we give them credit for. <laughs> Jim Belushi. 
will be there soon. As adults, oh, you know God, that yeah. that life is constant, exhausting, striving for what you barely even know, and that getting anywhere soon or otherwise is an agonizing impossibility. Are and that's a, that's a fact. <laughs> um, you were not the inadvertent result of the worst phase of making decisions I've ever had in <laughs> in my life. <laughs> You can pretty much read between the lines here. Um, Let's see. Here's one that parents tell kids. I'll be right back. This explains why (laughs) one in four kids in America live in a single-parent household. (laughs) Uh, All right. They all grow up however they grow up. You can only do so much. Uh, But hopefully they, they always, or they sometimes, turn out well. All right, Wes, what are your... What are your things left over there? Speaking of aging and getting old, this is a rundown of what people said were the moments when they realized that, oh, wow, I'm getting old. This guy says, when I was, I'd realized I was getting old when I saw this smoking hot redhead on a subway. And instead of thinking, wow, she's smoking hot, I thought, I hope she uses a lot of sunscreen because she's vulnerable to skin cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This next one is when a song I loved as a teenager appeared on the radio as an oldie. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I yeah. hate that. This woman says, when uh, this 22-year-old offered me their arm to get down steps, I'm not old. I was just tired, you little punk. Have <laughs> <laughs> you. If I fall, I fall. Yeah. This guy says, I felt a sneeze coming on while I was bent over and legitimately thought, I have oh. to stand up straight for this if I want to keep my back. You know. Oh. I, I know gonna... people that are much younger um, that one of the biggest fears, well, that I have, because my because my right knee is just jacked up. One of the biggest things I fear is having to kneel down mm-hmm. and hope that nobody has to watch me get back up again. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's terrifying. And there's no yeah, way. To, to, to like sit on the floor anymore already. There's no <laughs> oh, way. God. Oh, oh God, no. Um, but Wes, I thought you were gonna. I thought that one was gonna be bending over, and I have to sneeze, and I better stand up straight, or else I might fart or pee. Oh well, <laughs> well that too. There's that too. That that does happen. A a a, a good hard sneeze followed by a a real blaster. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Sexy as hell. Thanks for yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> this indication of when I realized I was getting old, I just bought a new mop and was really excited to go home and use it. I'm off the whole apartment in absolute bliss. That is not wrong. That is not a lie. No. <laughs> I mop this office about once a week, and it's it's easy, and uh, that's no big deal. Well, sure, but is it the kind of thing you would have gotten excited about when you were 15? Well, exactly. Uh, or 30? I've always <laughs> been kind of a neat freak, so I don't I, I, no. Oh, come answer. to my house, then. I need help. No, no. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> nah, we've just given up. Uh, yeah. This one says, I realized I was getting old when I realized I hated loud music, wanted to go home early, and wanted my neighbors to keep the noise down. I am now Squidward. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a fact. Turned down. Okay. And, and it's also the one, and I'm guilty of this sometimes, it's a nice, nice evening. It's almost dark, but it's kind of, you know, cooled off some, and you can mow the yard and make that noise. And, but somebody in the area, you know, fires up their blower and you want to go over and kill them. Turn it off. It's <laughs> I, it's quiet. It's nice. Stop it. 
that doesn't bother me because I can hear the darn air conditioners everywhere around here. And it's sometimes so quiet the here. Sometimes I can't hear anything. That's nice. Until someone's chainsaw gets cranked up. <laughs> Thanks, Macho Boy. Saturday Shut 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah. This guy said, I realized I was old when my check knee light came on. Yeah. <laughs> check knee. The uh, knees are, are the first to go. And sometimes it's your 40s. I mean, it's just, it all depends upon. And I, I walked so much in my life. And my right knee is finally saying, okay, you better be careful. So it just happens. Mm-hmm. This guy says it was that year when multiple sons of American football players I watched growing up got drafted into the NFL. Oh God, isn't that oh, the truth? Wow. That really is one way to gauge if you like sports, and then you see somebody that you saw, you know, you know, as a kid, and he has four or five grandkids, and he's you know eighty years. It's it's really weird, really weird. I bet this one says I. Realized I was getting older when one of my younger co-workers took it upon herself to explain to me who Cardi B was. I already knew who she was and was familiar with her music, but apparently I just looked like I needed to be supplied with this info. Oh, God. No, you don't ever. Uh, And then finally, what made me realize I was getting older, this woman says, when my daughter asked to listen to oldies like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and the Foo Fighters. Isn't that the truth? They're 30 years old. But that that is that is classic rock. Ninety one, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that but, stuff is not classic rock, and anything before that is. Well, <clears throat> that's the odd thing about music, though. In the seventies, many things that we play on the station could be categorized as oldies, but in the context of how they're played, they're not. No, they right. still stand up. There was like yeah. a seismic shift in the way music sounded around 1964, right? As the after the Beatles got huge, and then they started experimenting, and then everything sort of changed. And that's that's exactly to me, has right. Always been a kind of uh, delineation point because anything that mm-hmm. from like 1959 sounds yeah. way different from today, and even from 1965. That is the year, yeah. and I have a book uh, that is that that is about 1965, and when everything changed, uh, and that is an absolute fact. And you can look back to that year and listen to some of those songs that were coming out, um, and bands were using horns and using strings. Uh, you know, bands that just it, it, it's it's incredible how not not oldie sounding that some of that stuff is now the archies and you know crap like that oh sure 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 was, oh, yeah. but but there are bands from 65 christ the the uh, the the uh, the adores were what the late 60s i guess the first one or was is it? when their album first first album yeah. they used strings they used horns they used orchestras um love and spoonful used you know horns on some songs and that was the mid 60s there's a ton of bands that used orchestral stuff and horns and um, all of that changed. But there was still a sector that still sounds like oldies. Yeah. Uh, but there but there are some things like, you know, Neil Diamond uh, and artists like that that were a fabric of, of everything. Uh, and it doesn't sound out of place. And this station will play Neil Diamond into Tool uh, just to prove the point. <laughs> And I think we did that yesterday. 
Yeah. Good. Well, and like the Doors, you think we saw a documentary about one of their albums, not about the band, but about an album. And like, what's his name's drum beat is was sometimes what is the what is the genre of music? Ah, oh, dang it! I'm I'm gonna mess this I'm gonna mess this up because I'm not remembering. But I mean, you know, you think I think of the Doors as rock and roll. But you're right with all the with the keyboards and some horns and the salsa beat and this feel of some of their break songs. on through might be what you're referring to. Yes, yes, maybe yes. so. And 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 but when you watch that documentary, you're like, oh my god, I didn't even realize that. But it's so good, and it sounds like it could have been recorded at another time. Like it's, it's exactly just timeless yeah. to me. But some exactly. of the other bands that use the, some of the same instruments, it's just the way they used them and the way they wrote and everything that sound old or not. Yes, but it's and it's yes, funny. Timeless these, is the word. Um, yeah. Just think how if Hendrix died in 1970, uh, the what he was able to accomplish in about four four years is unbelievable. God, yeah. And however he recorded that stuff, um, that's timeless. It doesn't sound old. Right. Um, and uh, the Doors are the same way. And the Doors had this, they were, they were kind of, you know, it was a, a big, big and lush uh, kind of a sound that doesn't sound old to this day. Yeah. But it's all in how those bands were uh, produced. Um uh, and uh, you know and of course the the obvious one is uh, Led Zeppelin. Um they were there was never a band that was produced like that that I can think of now and or ever. And that was 1969 and 70 and 71 and 2 cuz they banged out about 5 albums in about 5 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Jimmy Page had the experience from the mid-60s and knew how to do this. And that's what blew everybody's mind. Yes, they were good, all of them. But you add their talent and their gift and his production. Yeah. And yeah. they made a sound that people have been trying to copy for 50 years, and they can't do it. Um, and since he went back and kind of you know upped the uh, game again by making it sound even more clear and more intense uh it's it's incredible but it's all in how it was done and how it how it ages but there's so much stuff that uh, still sounds fine and there's some soft rock and some harder rock but in the right context mixed with other songs like on the station it all fits together like the like just part of a puzzle of the history of rock and roll from like 65 on because pre that there was just kind of a sound it just wasn't the same and then the Beatles and the Beach Boys ought to be given credit too because they were on the cutting edge using strings and orchestras and harmonies mm-hmm. that nobody had ever done before um, and the Beatles uh, were impressed by that and so they borrowed some things from uh, Pet Sounds for Sgt. Pepper's. Um, it, that's why music is such an ongoing fascination, because of how it evolved and what still sounds great and what might might not sound great. But songs that are 50 years old just sound awesome. And that's why the last decade, perhaps, has been just, just so much bullet has been churned out. But on the things that that succeed these days 
You can hear the influence of the Beatles in them a lot. All the harmonies, the strings. It's in a lot of things. A lot of music. So, yeah, it all goes round and round. What else do we have? On on Wes, on the note of your list of the moments people realized they were getting old, my husband will just be in shock sometimes when he hears his seniors not have heard of Nirvana before, or the Foo Fighters, or these '90s bands. And then, but then you think, okay, it's 2021. Count back yeah, there, you know, been... 17. It's you know, or they call, or the one person out of the 20 will know who. Who somebody like that is, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm so mad at you. <laughs> you but but yeah, it's like yeah. the the time between now and 1991, 30 years, is the same distance as between 1991 and 1961. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's it's um it's also kind of a telling tale. Uh, that's why I think it's so important to remain, uh, you know, curious about things. That's why uh, that I read how I do. I, I've got one, two, probably five books that I have started, and um, and I um, I read these these books about people's lives. Uh, the the the, the uh, bios are even better than the ones that they have have you know, have 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 done themselves. The mm-hmm. you know, the you know, autobiography. So I've, I'm reading one now by uh, Diane Keaton, and I thought when I mentioned her air, her her name on the air, does someone go, "Who's Diane Keaton?" But on the other hand, I read the autobio of uh, of the actress uh, Anna Kendrick, who's about 35 years old. So there are interesting things because most people should not write their life story till they're about 70. But Anna Kendrick uh, has always struck me as being very, very talented and funny and cute. So you can be older and still have interest in things that you probably shouldn't because of your age. Mm-hmm. And you can, and if you, you know, give up and read only things that are, that really are um, in the age and the realm that you should be in, you're missing a lot of stuff. Uh, that's why books and music can help keep you young and help you keep you know, learning things and discovering things. So to stay in one genre with one era is dumb. Um, there are so many books going back for so many years, but to find new, you know new new writers and uh, some people like like her um, wrote a book that was uh, it was. Uh, Really funny, and she began her career really young, uh, Anna Kendrick, and um, her book was funnier than heck. So there are so many things that, that you can't really put an age and a date and a time on. They just don't fit. But some things are old and dated, and they're boring, and they suck. It's just different. <laughs> yeah. That's why art is so much fun to examine, because there's so much of it to look at and to read about and to hear about. So. Mm-hmm. And movies are the same way. I'm sure. not a, a real big fan of old old movies. I I, I just I never, never was either. I just never really <clears throat> got into the classics, if you will, except for the Marx Brothers and things like that, um, and some westerns. But some of the films out of the '60s, I I didn't get into that stuff at all. Uh, James Bond never cared. Love Sean Connery, 
but I never really cared about Bond or any of that stuff. And the movies didn't hit me till about the 70s. And that's when they got really interesting. Um, but yeah, it's all in your interest level of how far back you want to go and test and see what was what was good and what still stands up and what doesn't. That's the key. Yeah. What definitely. still works. So Okay, Boomer. You're right. Yeah. Things yeah. younger generations admit begrudgingly, I'm sure, that boomers are right about. Oh, okay. That oh. would be your parents, you little ungrateful. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily. Yep. Well, maybe. Or your grandparents or whatever. I don't even know what these age groups are anymore. The boomer generation is never thinking that getting a job is as easy as handing out your resume. No. That college is affordable. No. And that no one wants to work anymore. And people that get older, they do, they've gained some wisdom just from living. Because life is hard. And they do know some things and some things they're out of touch on. But as much as it pains millennials and Gen Zs to admit, boomers are not wrong about everything. This person scrolled through Ask Reddit and found a thread asking what younger folks agree with boomers about. Reddit does not list ages, so you cannot really define which group this comes from. But here are some of the things that even the youngsters which are now in their 30s, I guess, and 40s, and some, I don't know what this is. Uh, but they agree with this, which is surprising. Being accessible constantly is a bad thing. Yes. If you aren't aware of that yet, you really need to calm down. Put your phone down. We have our phones on us 24 hours a day, but the top comment insisted that doesn't mean we're always available. The top comment laments the days when we could turn on an answering machine, go about our lives, that got 6,000 upvotes and a number of comments that agreed. Remember going home, hitting your little button and hearing who had called you? Yep. And that's yeah. all you needed yeah. to know. Uh, the, this life pro tip is to turn your phone off or pretend you don't have it with you. If we go out to eat someplace or even at home, my phone is turned off and I check it every now and then to see if anything is going on. Number two, you're right, Boomer. People are too loud. <laughs> yes. The stereotype of adults, and my parents did it, as did yours, turn that racket down in your room. It isn't <laughs> oh, just about no. music. Redditors agree that people in general are too loud. I cannot take anymore, maybe because I spent three decades in bars and clubs and at shows but now going to eat someplace if it's too loud i'm leaving i don't want to go to happy hour where somebody is playing uh a a, a guitar you know by themselves and playing james taylor over and over again i don't want the noise i want to eat and be left alone this comment about people being too loud received over five thousand upvotes <laughs> and got the Reddit gold, whatever that means. Younger generations agree. If it's a sporting event, 
on TV in a bar, it'll be loud. That's different. But you know yeah. that going in. That's different. Right, right. But if somebody's on their speakerphone in a store or on, oh, or at that the gym, just that makes me want to. Oh slap my them. god! Or it, or in a movie theater and, and there's talking. No, I no, don't no, want no. to hear your conversation. That's why we quit going to movies. Um, social media is bad for kids, say the boomers. Boomers love their Facebook, this says. And they do, which is, I guess, why Facebook is, has become kind of uncool. Plus, they have ch they keep changing things, and it's highly inconvenient. But uh, the impact that constantly being on Facebook, Insta, TikTok, impacts negatively the time that you have. Uh, upvotes were at 3,000 that people agreed with uh, that... Con this constant need to be offering your thoughts on everything and reading other people's, you know, bullying bullshit is not necessary. Social media is the new genocide. Uh, so cut it out. It's mind numbing and it's part of the problem in general. Not everything needs an app. <laughs> Agreed. Um, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to think about ones that are helpful. Uh, but you don't need to spend a, a ton of money on apps that you don't ever use. If you Uber a lot, that's helpful. Yeah. There are some that are helpful, but some that are not. This program has an app. That's very important that you get that. Yes. Um, yes, it's free. Buttons you can touch are superior to touch screens. Agree, Agree or conditionally. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, conditionally. They're great for phones and tablets, but one person says yes. they're not needed everywhere, especially in your car. Agree completely. Trying to find a button by touch allows you to keep your eyes on the road, making driving safer. That comment got tons of upvotes. Uh, most people agree, regardless of their age. Automated customer service phone lines are going to drive people to have heart attacks or go on a killing spree. Trying to call your phone server, your cable server, and being put on phone and hearing automated music and stuff and never getting a person drives people insane. Yeah. Automated, hit one for, I want to talk to a person. I have yelled into a phone. I have hit zero for <laughs> oh, operator yeah. with no reaction, and no results. <laughs> I want customer service. Oh, God. Yeah, no, there are times, is, but there there are times uh, when I'm just as happy to go through the couple of steps for the machine, get my get what I want done, and I I'm finished and didn't yeah. have to talk to anybody. Yeah, that's well, yeah, that is few and far between, but it's nice. Get off of my lawn. <laughs> a, it's you. a cliche, but you must understand uh, that younger kids now mine do understand it because. I don't know what it is about aging or about having your own place and having a yard that you dote on. And we have spent untold amounts of money and time on landscaping and doing work ourselves on this yeah. two acres of trees and flowers and flower beds. And it's a great escape. And if you're, if you spend the most of your time, in your home and in your yard, uh, it's important to you. Young kids don't understand the work and money that goes in, into the upkeep of all of this stuff. 
as they get older, they start to get it. Both of my kids have nice houses and they have learned about putting in plants and taking care of the yard and nobody wants an uninvited guest in their yard. It will also get you shot. Just <laughs> as a one more addition to that. And there's the liability issue. So that's just as strong for me as the landscape. Well, I'm, I don't live in a place where there are lots of people around to walk on the yard. Well, I'm going but still. And people that live around here take great pride in how their yards look. Oh, yeah. And it's, um, it's just it's an important thing. A desire for lasting products. Yeah. New trend toward appliances mm -hmm. that are smart, in quotes, and automation. Uh, has one glaring limitation. Software becomes outdated quickly. So uh, some of the young folks agree that, that, that not everything has to be multifunctional and shiny. They want a thing that does the job. You don't need a, a, a smart toaster and a smart fridge and a smart no. this. No. Uh, no. Microwaves are cheap and they wear out in a couple of years. So don't spend a, spend a, a bunch of money on a microwave that will be useless in two years. And last one, too many subscriptions. I think that we all uh, have fallen prey to that. I don't know how many TV things I'm paying for, news services, that kind of stuff. Um, oh, and the not options just that. change, uh, huh? I said, not just that. If you if you buy a video game and download the software for it and install it, you don't own that video game. You are leasing the video game. Yeah. And it could go away at any time. Same thing right. with some ebooks. If something goes wrong with a publishing agreement, they have been known to vanish out of readers. Yeah. Well, yeah, well uh, and if you shop at a store one time, they will start sending you texts or emails uh, uh, yeah. to become a member to get our yep. text to be on our yep. list to get coupons. Yep. It's like, I want the coupons, but damn it, don't text me five times a day. We get the yeah. ones from, from uh, Kohl's because they're really good about those uh, discounts. Mm -hmm. Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, Petco, some of them come in handy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. but if, if you buy something off of Etsy one time, right. I've gotten two emails this morning. I don't want these emails. It's a great company, and it helps artists and all that stuff. But stop with the emails. I know. I like you Kirklands and at home, but come on. Yeah, <laughs> it does get to be a drag. So the Ask Reddit thread... Uh, ran through that, and uh, some of the boomers, some of us who are older and wiser, we're right, and you kids are wrong. <laughs> and it appears that some of the kids agree. So maybe all hope is not lost. There you go. This is Drake <laughs> Digital.